or rather rejoice because your name your names are written in heaven so in other words rejoice in god's power don't rejoice in your own and this is what mess don't flesh messes up every time see when we see the devil move when we take a stand and there we go thinking it's us now it is us but it's his power inside of us and so if we keep that in mind that we're not the originator of this power i think we'll use it more i know i certainly will amen rejoice because all heaven is backing you up this is what we rejoice we don't rejoice because it's coming through us just like i give you an example the anointing how the anointing works it's the power of god it's the presence of god but it don't belong to us when we're up here at this altar that power belongs to god but people will never understand they say oh yeah look what i did i made them fall it's not your power amen we're not the originator of the power amen so the value of the authority and this is what i put it all together when i was sitting there thinking the value of the authority depends on the force behind it the value of the authority that we use this delegated power the authority depends on the force behind it amen so why are we timid why are we feel fearful to use this authority why do we fear using this authority thinking it won't work if it does or not it ain't it ain't yours you don't have anything to prove to anybody amen so i think if we keep i know this it helped and this is stuff i already knew but sometimes you have to put things in perspective because it's knowledge and wisdom that gets you somewhere it's not how much you know it's how much you understand and that's what it's you got to understand how to use these things you got to understand who the originator is you have to understand when to use the power you have to understand that all heaven backs you up when you declare you have to understand how to use this about this power and how do you use it by declaring by opening up your mouth hallelujah because it's already done amen so why don't we declare what jesus has already given us amen the power didn't originate with us it originated with jesus it's his delegated power to us and this is the power that we take a stand with this is the power that we fight the good fight of faith with this is the power that we bind and loose with amen this is the only power that we need and when we put this power when we start to use it well how do we use it by declaring by having a correspond this is when you declare that is a correspondent a corresponding action to your faith because if you don't believe it you will not declare i never knew how important declaring was until now sad to say but i'm telling the truth i didn't understand how important it was to declare and decree what god has already said how else will we get anything done the value of the authority depends on the force behind it and we have all power that force behind our delegated authority is all power not some but all all power so we wage a good warfare knowing that we don't come in our own strength that's what we need to understand we come in the lord's strength david understood that as a kid i don't come to you with a javelin or a spear but i come to you in the name of the lord and see we come and we confront the enemy in the name of the lord amen we don't come in our name we don't come in the name of ministry to watchmen but we come in the name of the lord jesus christ who is the authority and the power behind what we believe and what we do and say amen 
Jesus is the force behind the power. It's the force behind the authority that we use. And I think if we understand that, and even if you are not really understanding that, just do it and see. Test test it. The Bible says to test the spirit by the spirit. Test it, and you're not going to feel any different. But let me tell you, if you keep doing it, you keep doing it, you'll start to see change. And keep doing it, and keep doing it. I'm doing it because Jesus is the originator behind the power. He is the originator. Amen. And I'm going to do it because they said, the Bible says to do it. Amen. Amen. So why don't we declare? You don't have to be afraid that it won't work. It's not your power. Amen. You have nothing to prove. But we, you know why it's going to work? Because we're declaring what's already done. It's already done. And it is written. Amen. The Bible is, is a written, the written word. Jesus is the, the word that's alive. The word that's alive. Amen. So he does all the work. So God sent anointed men to put the word in writing. And it, the Bible wrote, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The Bible wrote about Jesus who is the word. The word that's alive. The word that does all the work. Does that make sense? Amen. So we need to believe what is written. Amen. And if we stay in our word and believe what is written, it will always lead us to the word that's alive, which is Jesus. And he is the power and the force behind every word that's written. Because the written word and the word that's alive always agree. Because it is the word. Amen. Jesus is the word. Amen. That's what I'm trying to say. So we wage a good warfare knowing that we don't come in our own strength. We declare what's already done. We said that. And we declare what the word of God says. And we don't faint. And this is the reason why we don't have to faint. We don't have to quit. We don't have to guess. We don't have to feel, um, we don't have to feel defeated. Because we're not. Because we're just declaring something that's already done. Amen. So it doesn't matter whether it, it, we see the results now or later. This is another uh, hindrance to our faith. When we declare something, we sit around waiting, looking. It didn't move. I, or let's do uh, healing. I still don't feel good. But see, we don't go by how we feel. See, faith is not a feeling. Amen. Amen. It's not a feeling. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so we need to quit trying to walk by sight. Amen. Our faith in Jesus is released when we believe God's word in your heart and put it into action with our mouths. So this is how you put the word to action. It's with our mouth. And then you expect it. Once you declare it, you expect it. Like Amos 9.13 says, Behold, the days are coming when the, the plowsman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who was sow a seed. So what we're doing is we're declaring that it's true. But, we, but if you, you sit and try to look at it and see if it's happening, you're going to lose Amos 9.13, because it's already declared, it's already written, the written word, it's already written, so we don't have to sit and watch it, wondering if it's going to happen, because it already is. And so if we declare by the power of the Holy Spirit, believe in our hearts, and not sit up and wait to see if it's moving, because that's not faith. See, that's why we don't continue to stand. We stop standing and we quit because we don't see it manifesting. But see, what we don't understand is it's already manifesting in the, in the supernatural realm. It's just like that, and I'm getting a little bit ahead, ahead of myself, but it's okay. 
that fig tree. It always, I was always amused by, well, what's behind that fig tree? When Jesus went past, they were hungry. He wanted to eat, I guess. I don't know. And he saw that the leaves were green, but there was no fruit on the tree. So it's like, well, what do we need with you? You're not bearing fruit, so he cursed it. And I think it was three days later when they were coming back, they noticed it was, it was shriveled up from the root. Now, when he cursed it, he says, nobody will eat from you ever again. So he cursed that fig tree. He used his mouth, and he cursed the tree. He didn't still stay there and wait for three days, him and his disciples, to see if that tree was going to wither up and die. They went on about their business because he is the word. He just made a declaration, and it was done. Three days later when they came back, it was done. And he, did, he just kept moving. And one of the disciples said, I think it was Peter, one of them, he said, not Peter, but whoever, he says, look, he says, the tree that you cursed is withered away. He wasn't waiting because he knew who he was. He knew that tree was going to wither up sooner or later. All, he was, all Jesus was interested in is demonstrating the power of God to those disciples. And he was letting them know, look, once you, you declare a thing, it is done. doesn't matter if it come back two days, two years, ten years, fifteen years. It doesn't matter. All that's important is you believe in the force behind what you said. And just like he, although he was using his words, but see, God was, is the force and power behind what Jesus says. So really, it ain't his, it's not his word. He is, is quoting what the Father said. And he relinquished that authority and power to us. So really and truly, what we need to do is continue to declare what is written. Amen. And so he wasn't worried about that tree because once he declared it dead, he knew it would die. And he was, he was demonstrating the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So our faith is released when we believe that God's word, we believe God's word in our heart. So we believe in our heart and we put it into action with our mouths. When you start to speak something that Jesus has already said, you are activating your faith. And so how to release your faith, how do you release it? With your mouth. Then you believe it in your heart and start to expect it like Amos 9.13. And you will see it come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I don't really know how to, I don't know. When you start to believe what's in the Bible... Or act like the Bible is true. You're acting on the word. When you release that word out of your mouth, really, you're making a, a decision. This is what I want to say. You're making a decision when you activate the word out of your mouth. You're making a decision that the word of God is true. Amen. Amen. You just, you, you're just making a decision that the Bible is true. Because if we don't, then we are... If When we don't release the word and take a stand, we're saying the Bible ain't true. That's not true. That ain't true. But when you make a declaration of what's already said, you are starting to understand, I believe the Bible, I'm taking it at its word. So that's all God wants us to do. Look, when we do that, we've done it all. We've done everything we need to do. I declare that the Bible is true. And that's why I am declaring it. I am repeating what it says. And so this is why we have to say it. I never really understood how important it was back in the day. I didn't, we wrote notes, and I see why. But I didn't make that connection of how important it was to declare. Because when you declare it, what you're saying to God is, I believe the Bible. I make a decision that that Bible is true. And so I am going to enforce it with my mouth. 
And that's really what we're saying. And that's why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because if you don't say it, you ain't going to believe it. You don't believe it if you don't say it. Amen. It was many years I hid the word in my heart. Now, figure this one out. But I didn't say it. You ever been there? You didn't dare say it. You may have said it in your quiet time to God, but you didn't. I didn't say it to the atmosphere. Amen. Because there was that little thing in the back of my brain that said, well, you don't want to put that out there because if it don't happen, then what you going to do? See, but it's already done. I didn't realize that when you declare something and you put it out there, you are coming in line with the word of God and you're understanding that what you are declaring is what the word of God, you're, 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 uh, you're believing and declaring the power that's behind what you say. In other words, you're not pushing what you believe. And well, in a sense, you are. You're not pushing your word or your power. You're pushing what is already done. You're pushing Jesus' power. Amen. So when you declare the word of God or what is written, you're saying, I believe everything in this Bible. I believe it, and that's why I decree it. Amen. Because the power behind my words is what's going to cause it to manifest. Not me so much, but the power that's behind the words. Amen. I'm hoping I didn't mess you up. So our words have power because of Jesus who is in us. He is in us. And when we speak... He is speaking in us. So speak the word only. Amen. Mark 11. And of course in Mark 11:23 we have an example of speaking the word only. Hallelujah. Let's see that. I got the wrong thing. Mark 11. 23. Okay. And this is, and this is, um, this is Jesus. He says, and he's, this is right after he, um, he spoke to the fig tree and cursed it. Amen. And it says in verse 23, have faith in God. And this is what, this is what he was telling the disciples when they said, look, Rabbi, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. <clears throat> he said, have faith in God. Amen. For surely I say to you, whoever say, and it's say is underlined and circled. It's been underlined and circled. I don't know how many times in my Bible. Say, whoever say to this mountain. You got to say. You got to speak. Be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. So you've got to get rid of the doubt in your heart. Well, how do I do that? By saying it over and over and over till you convince yourself. you got to say. You have to say. I never understood how important it was to say. Because when you declare something, you are putting yourself out there saying, look, I believe this Bible. You're just declaring that the Bible is true. I'm not wrestling with this word anymore. I'm accepting it. I believe it. And I'm declaring it because this Bible is a part of me. Amen. It's Christ in you because he is the living word. He's the living word. So Christ in us, the hope of glory, is speaking. Amen. And he is saying the same thing that Father God said. And we are just decreeing a thing that's already been done. It's already been spoken. Amen. And it's already done. So if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in your heart. 
but believe that those things that he says will be done. Now, how do you believe that those things that you say will be done by acknowledging the originator? Knowing that it's Jesus' words, not yours, so you don't have to back nothing up. All you got to do is say. So when you acknowledge that these words are not yours, you didn't, you didn't write this Bible. Amen. But all you are doing is reminding and declaring to the devil of what's to come. And it's to what's to come in the natural it's already done in the spirit realm. So all you're doing is, is, is accepting it. And that's why it's so important to say it. It's important because until you decree it, you don't believe it. Amen. Because if your boss tells you that you're going to get a promotion, you don't believe it until it's in writing. Amen. If you're going to get that promotion and it's in writing or a, a, a raise, you don't believe it until you see it on your check. Because until then, if it never shows up on your check, then you say, something's wrong here. Something didn't go through. Amen. And so when we start to declare the word, what we are doing is lining up our thinking with the word, the living word, well, the written word. And the, the, per, the power behind it is the living word. Jesus, the living word. Amen. And so what you're doing actually is putting your faith with Jesus' faith to declare it because that's what, why, why his, his uh, declarations are in red. He said it. God is the originator. He didn't have a problem saying what, what the word says. And this word was written and inspired by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but he received it as the written word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. He, he was saying yes and amen. Amen. So don't doubt in your heart what God says because it's not on you. There's no reason for you to doubt it because it's already done. Amen. You will have whatsoever you say. 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. That's a principle of the kingdom. When you ask, believe that you have and you will receive. Now, why would I do that? Because of the originer, originator. Because of the one that originated the words. Because of this red writing. He said it and he delegated the power to us. And it's what his father said for him well, the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says the Holy Spirit doesn't say anything other than what he hears God say. And so that's why it's in print, and this is why Jesus says it, because it's already a fact. Amen. And don't worry about when it's going to show up. It'll show up when it show up. Amen. That's part of the test, to see if you're going to believe it or if you're going to run out on the word. Something that's already, think about it like this, something that's already done. You're going to run out on something that's already done. And so this is why we need to stay in faith. When you say something and not doubt, you'll have it. And so how do we stay in faith? By surrounding ourselves with more of the word. Amen. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22, keeping it before you. Keep it, put it, allow it to be in the midst of your heart. Allow that word to manifest in your heart. Amen. So words are the key to releasing your faith. Your faith goes to work when you believe God's word in your heart and say it with your mouth. Because it's like this. It's your faith will not work unless you say it. You won't say it unless it's in your heart because your mouth and your heart line up. People say what's in their hearts. And so you will start to decree a thing when you truly believe it in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Words are the key to releasing your faith. Amen. So hallelujah. We're just repeating what God has already said. What's so hard about that? And it's a done deal. 
It's a done deal. God has already, Jesus closed that book, didn't he? <laughs> Amen. He says, I'm anointed of God. Amen. And he made that declaration. You see how he, de- he declared what was going on? It was Isaiah 61. What is that, Isaiah? It says, actually, upon me, because he's anointed me, the priest of gospel to the poor. He, and then he, when he was done with that, it's in, it's in Luke 4, but it's also in Isaiah 61. When he got done with that matter, he shut the book and gave it back to the, the priest there because he made a declaration. Now, how could he do that? Because it was already done. He believed what the Father said. Amen. And so he, it was a done deal. Hallelujah. He believed what he was told. And he believed the written word. Hallelujah. Amen. Act like it's true. Act like the Bible is true. If you believe the Bible, with so many religious people, oh, I, I love my Bible. I, I read my word every day. But do you believe what's in there? Amen. Have you made a determination that what you read every day is real? Have you made a determination that you're going to declare and believe every word, every jot and tittle of this word? You don't until you declare it. And when you declare it, your faith starts to move things in the natural realm. You can't see it, but you've got to believe that. Amen. And when your faith starts to move, the Bible says, we just read it, Mark eleven twenty three can move mountains. Your faith, by you declaring, you know, whoever believes, whoever say, say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and do not dart, doubt in your heart. Amen. Then you can have, and this is, now you see why we don't get it's either we don't believe it or we believe it and we keep it to ourselves and we don't declare it. But see, declaring the, what's already given us or declaring, see, well, why do I have to declare it? Because it starts your faith to move in. Amen? And there's no other way to get your faith moving other than an action. This is an action. Amen? And act like, acting like you have it already. Amen? You know, act like your husband is home. Cook, clean, do all that stuff you did when he was there. Amen? Never stop. Never stop. Ever stop. Amen? Run my household the same way. Only change is nobody's there anymore. (laughs) Empty nest. (laughs) But you do what you did like it's happening now. You can't wait before you start doing some. Wait on what? You're going to be waiting. And so you have to act on the word by doing the word, believing the word, declaring the word, understanding the originator of the word who has all power. And it's not you. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. The Bible is either truth or fiction. But we know the word is true. So we must act like it. Act like the Bible is real. Amen. And if, if you believe it's real, you're going to say it. Say so. Amen. See, and this is what Christians do not understand. We pray, pray, pray. And we want God to, We really, when we pray, 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 we're really praying for something that God's already given us. Pray, oh God, heal me. You already are. All God wants you to do is start resisting the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee. I refuse this pain. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Devil, you are not going to lay these symptoms on me a second time. I refuse to receive it. It's all in what you say. What you say is what you know. What you say is what you believe. Amen. It may take a while for you to get that pain off of you, but it will happen because people can only can only uh, tolerate pain for so long. We only human. Amen. And then if, if God tell you to go to doctor, go to doctor. But 
fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Because by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Amen. We ask God for what we already, what's already been given. See, it's like this. Healing is a gift. Those things that are wrapped up, this is how I remember. Those things that's been wrapped up, you don't have to beg for. You don't have to ask for. Amen. Because it's wrapped up with your name on it. So healing is a gift. Salvation is a gift. You don't wait until you, you say, well, I confess Christ. I'm waiting for the manifestation of my salvation. You don't do that because it's already given. Once you declare that Jesus is the Lord of your life, you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, amen, and you, you will live for him the rest of your life, you are saved. You walk out of death into life. What's to wait for? <laughs> Same thing with healing. Same thing with finances. Now, with finances, you might have to wait until it, because God can make somebody give you some money right today. But finances, really, I don't want to say it's not a gift, but it's a different kind of gift. Because, you know why? Because money is the root of all evil. God wants to teach us how to, um, how to handle money. And so you might have to wait a little bit, not a long time, because it's on the way. But those things that are gifts, it's for you. You don't have to wait. The Holy Spirit is a gift. That's why when people tell me, uh, well, they told me, this is what they always say when they come to get baptized in the Holy. Well, I was told I had to tarry. I said, well, I'm telling you, you don't. That's a lie. When they look at me like, I said, it's a lie. You don't have to wait on the Holy Spirit. Amen. All you need to do is receive him now. See, anything to put it off, you know, because of fear and lies of the devil. And so I say you can receive it now. Now is the time for salvation. Today is the appointed time for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And so either you want it or you don't. And that's why the Lord always told me, ask them if they want it. I don't force it on them, but if they want it today, you can have it today. You don't wait. There's no waiting in this kingdom. You don't wait. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit has already been given. It's already been given. Nobody has to wait for that. See, that's what they, I know the lie because that's what they told me in the Baptist church, and I know it's a lie. And even when I didn't know, something didn't sound right with that. I said, I didn't know what, but I knew what wasn't. And I knew it didn't sound right if God is offering you something. Then why would he pull it back and say you have to wait? Amen. It's, uh, this couple got mad at me over at Pastor Tony's church because I told them, I said, that's a lie. So you don't wait on anything. God is waiting on you. And then they ran out of excuses. Then they wanted to get up and leave. You know, and I, well, yeah, I want it, but I was told doing like that, like he got something over on me. But everything he said, I shot it down because it was a lie. Right. You either want it or you don't. Yeah. Amen. And so you just have to, you got to be sure of some things. And what we need to be sure of is that God's already done it. Yeah. He has already done it. Let's go to First Peter chapter 2. It is already done. So declare what's already done. All we need to do is believe it and decree it. 1 Peter 2, verse 24. And it says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we were. See that word, were? So that means you don't have to wait. Amen. See, all we need to do is receive it. It's like some people take it too far. Another thing about religion. Well, you're healed already. You're healed. Yeah, that's true. But have I received it? No. But see, they, they tell you religious, well, you're healed already. Just walk in it. That's not how it goes. It's much more complicated than that. Amen. 
you got to receive it and believe it. You have to understand that that's a free gift that is already done. It's wrapped up for you. And when you understand that and you start to declare it and believe it in your heart, then it is done. But it don't take two or three days. You can get, you can come out of sickness into wholeness in the same minute. Amen. You just, it's all about what you believe. It's all about who you believe the originator is. Amen. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is the originator of healing because he died for our sins. So he uh, earned the right to say, with my stripes, you are healed. And you don't have to worry about that. You can receive it now. He said that in, in, Luke, in Luke 4. He said, this, um, what is that, has been, wait a minute, this day, yeah, this scripture has been fulfilled in your ear, this day, and that's what that means, that means you don't have to worry, you don't have to wait, all you need to do is receive it now, this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears, and that means I have fulfilled Everything that you need to walk away from here with all the blessings and the fullness of God. All you need to do is receive it. So if we buy you a watch, wrap it up and give it to you, you, what are you going to wait before you open it for? Well, I'm going to wait. Wait for it to get rusted and old in the box. I'm going to wait. Well, it's a, a wrapped gift. So you can open it at any time. You don't wait. Amen. So we need to take a stand against the devil. We need to take a stand against his symptoms, his lies, everything. And we need to start declaring. Amen. Hallelujah. He's bore all of our sicknesses and carried our pain, however it is. Isaiah 53. He has bore our sickness, carry our pain. We don't have to do that anymore. Amen. He is the originator behind what we say. And it is already done. I believe I receive my healing now. Amen. You can declare your healing now. Now, will you always uh, feel like you're healed in the pain? No, not it. Sometimes you do. And sometimes you don't. See, it's, a, it's about the Holy Spirit working with you. It's just like that lady with that thing on her face. She was healed. She knew it in her heart. She wasn't in pain. She was healed. But did she look healed? And the people in church laughed at her because it was still there. Amen. But when she went back and she said, well, God, they don't believe me. Can you make this thing go away so they'll believe me? He said, oh, okay. No biggie. And when it disappeared, then the people believe because they're not believers. They're unbelieving believers. There's two kind of believers, those who believe and those who don't. And so those were unbelieving believers that didn't believe it until they saw it. Amen. But she knew she was healed because just like the woman with the issue, she said within herself, see, when you are healed, God... The Holy Spirit is going to let, confirm it. He'll confirm it on the inside of you. Amen. And so you don't have to wonder because you know. Now, how do you know? Because you de- keep declaring it until you convince yourself. Does that sound holy? No. It's going to uh, mess with the reasoning of religion. Amen. Because religion, everything has to be done properly and in order. But how you receive really doesn't matter as long as you believe in your heart and you declare. You will see the change. Amen. Symptoms will go. Why? Because Jesus already carried them. Pain will leave. Why? Because God's already carried your pain and your sorrows. Everything. That is not good for us. It's been taken off of us. Amen. And so these kind of things put your faith to work. So continue to enforce the word of God. See, we need to enforce it. 
even if you don't feel like it's going your way. You may not see what's going on on the, on the inside, but everything, listen to this, everything that we have prayed from the day one is on God's calendar. He never said no. Never. He never said no. He's waiting on us to start declaring it. He's waiting on us to start receiving it. Amen. And that doesn't mean that we have to try to convince other people and walk pompously and arrogantly in a way that you you think you're a cut above the rest because God has something for you. That's not the way. In fact, that's a deterrent of your faith. But when you are in faith, you, you're constantly being changed. You're being changed. Your mind is being renewed. You're becoming whole in your thinking. And you get to a place where you could care less if you get it or not. Like, it's taking a long time. But when you tell the devil, oh, I'll wait forever, then that takes the limits off. That time thing is dead. But see, you got to get to that point. Amen. And you only get to that point when you come to a a reckoning, I'm going to use that word, with God where it doesn't matter. The most important thing to you is you and your relationship with the Lord and doing his will, the gospel. And that's his will, amen, for us to be working for him while it is yet day. Amen. So continue to enforce the word of God when the devil tries to make you think the word isn't working. Because, you know, you know it. If there's an understanding and a knowing that you have to come within you. And that's the only thing I can say. And you only get it by staying in the word until you get it. Amen. Keep at it. Amen. If conditions persist and you don't see change, just keep at it. Don't change your stand. Because when you change your stand, that means you believe the devil more than you believe this Bible. It's, it's like this. You have not declared that this Bible is true. Only certain parts. And that's you back to religion again. You have to re- believe every jot and tittle. Amen. So above all, don't go by how you feel. Don't go by what you see. Go by what you know. And if you don't know it, God will show it to you as you follow him and pursue him. That's why it's so important for us to pursue God, follow him uh, like a deer pants for water. You follow him like that's your only answer because it is. Really, if you think about it, that's all we got. Well, I have nothing else. But, we have, but the word is enough. Amen. It's enough to get the job done. Let's go to James 4, 7. Hallelujah. James 4, 7. It says, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. You got to submit to God. How? By drawing nigh. Verse 8. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded man. And see, this is why he's saying you sinner, because double-mindedness is sin. And so you have to make a choice what you're going to believe. But it's easier to believe the word when you submit to God. Now, what, what does that mean? Let all of your free fabricated notions that are in your thought process let them go stop the reasoning stop listening to that other voice and submit to god amen well god if this if if you said it i believe it and i'm not questioning it amen so submit to god or are you working out of your own strength and power You see, that's the other flip side of submitting to God. Why do we need to submit to God? Because you're working out of your own strength. When you're working out of what you can can see and believe, 
when you're working uh, out of what you see in the natural, you're working on your own strength or what your capacity is to believe without seeing. Am I making myself clear? Amen. In other words, we are we have complete dependency and trust in God's ability and his accomplishment, not our own. And so we need to not uh, try to make it look like we're getting this done because we're not. We are submitted to God. We're not working out of our own strength and power, our own understanding. We're not doing that. So when we resist the devil, we stand, we stand against the devil. Resist means to stand against. So when you don't see what you want to see, resist, keep resisting the devil and continue to stand until you get comfortable. Amen? Submit to God. Renounce the devil. Renounce his lies. And embrace the word. Amen? Speak it and expect it. Amos 9.13. Speak and expect. Keep saying it until it comes to pass. And you need to decide, no matter what, I'm going to believe God's word. No matter what, you just got to do a job on yourself until you believe. And act on it. Act upon the word. How do you act on the word? Again, by releasing your faith. How do I release my faith? By speaking it. When you speak it, you release your faith. Then what do I do? Believe it. And then what do I do? Expect it to come to pass. Amen. I believe, therefore I speak. Hallelujah. And then you remind yourself of Mark eleven fourteen, the fig tree, which I think we read it if we didn't. Amen. And that's a good, and it's something I, I let's go to uh, Mark 11 and let's do verse 20. And then that'll be, we'll be done. Verse 20 of Mark 11. And it's when Peter said something. He referred to that fig tree. He says, now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. That word root is so important. Amen. It dried up from the root. Now, why is that word root so important? Because roots are underground where we can't see. Amen. So the power of God was working all that time underneath where we couldn't see. They didn't see yet. You can't see roots unless you have x-ray eyes. But it says it was withered from the root. And that's why it's important to curse the root of a disease so it won't come back. So there's no fruit from it. And so this, this fig tree was withered from the root. In other words, the roots were dead. It just took a while for the death of that tree to, 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 be, able to be seen with the natural eye by the leaves. Amen. Because when we look at a tree, the only way we know it's dead is by the leaves. But it took a while, but that didn't mean it wasn't happening. So this tree, when Jesus spoke that thing, that tree, the tree's roots started to wither. And that thing was, he cursed it. And he also said, no one will eat from that tree ever again. And so he cursed that fruit. But it had to start at the root. And it took some days, but it happened. Could he see it? No. But did he believe it was going to happen? Yeah. Why? Because he said it. Because he said it. That's why he believed it. So when a believer re- releases his faith, it goes to work in the unseen realm. You've got to believe that because this is how it works. Well, my situation was different. See, that's religion. Well, it, it didn't happen because you, you didn't continue in what God had given you. 
Well, well what? I mean, there's, the devil will give you a host of excuses. As long as you're willing to repeat them, he's going to give them to you one after the other. But when a believer releases their faith, it, the faith goes to work right away in the unseen realm. Amen. In, in other words, that faith that's released changes things in the unseen realm. Then eventually becomes outwardly visible. Could we see the roots to that fig tree? No, we couldn't see it. Did we know what was going on? No. Not with our sight. Amen. Did Jesus know? Yeah, he did. Why? Because he declared it. Amen. He made the declaration. Same way when we declare stuff, we're supposed to know. We know it works. Why? Because we're just repeating what's already been said. <laughs> we're just repeating. I curse cancer in the name of Jesus. We're just repeating what he did to the fig tree. We're repeating what he already did. Amen. It's already cursed. So we're just repeating what's already been done. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Sometimes it seems like nothing's happening. Amen. But we must keep believing God and resist the devil when he comes up with his lies. No, I'm not going to believe you, devil. Not this time. I break your power and I curse your words and I command them to fall to the ground in Jesus' name. Amen. I am healed in Jesus' name. None of these diseases will he put on me like he placed upon the Egyptians. Because he is the Lord thy God that healeth. Healing comes from him. Amen. And so you refute. That's what it means by resist. When those thoughts come up in your mind, that's the devil. You, you resist him. Well, how do I know? Well, Look at Jesus when he was in the garden and he was being attacked. What did he do? Spurt the word. He did the same thing. He rebuked the devil with the word of God, with, with what was written. Although he was the living word, he rebuked with the written word. <laughs> Amen. And it came to pass. And so he believed Amen. Now, another reason that our words are um, will come to pass, because Jesus is the high priest over our confession. Amen. We need to read about that. That's in Hebrews 3, I hope, because I sure didn't look it up. But I think Hebrews 3. One, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. He's the apostle and the high priest over our confession. So what does that mean? That means when we say a thing or when we declare a thing, he's watching over it. Him, God, and the Holy Spirit watches over it to perform it. So it ain't going nowhere. It's going to do what it's supposed to do. Because God's ability, because of his ability and because of his power, he is able, more than able, to deliver that thing where it's supposed to be. And he don't, he doesn't get addresses wrong. You know how the postal system can send your mail to somebody else's address? Well, God knows exactly where we are. And he knows how to deliver a miracle to the right person at the right time. Amen? Not because we're more important than one another, but because we are declaring. We're believing. And we have put our mouth where our money is. We're saying, I trust God. I believe it. He's the high priest over my confession. So he's watching over my words to perform it. And this is why we can just take all the, the power and the credit. See, we like credit. We like credit. 
But you know what? We need to get to the place where we said, we don't care how it gets done, as long as it's done. Because ultimately, Jesus is the power behind everything. But see, the devil, he'll throw anything up at you to try to stop you or put you on a different path to slow up your blessing. And that kind of stuff does. This reasoning and this, uh, you know, well, when, 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 don't matter when. Amen. A thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years in God's timing. So he, he's ready when you're ready. That's why it doesn't matter. He wants you to have things now. He understands we only have a certain lifespan, and he wants you to have things now. But when will we understand that this is not our power, it's not our, it's not our uh, thing to do? We have to trust in the, pers- the power and the ability behind the declaration, behind the word. It's his thing to get it done. And all we need to do is believe it, decree it and expect it in jesus name don't let the devil steal let him who have stolen steal no more it ain't my word it's the the word of god let him who have stolen steal no more it's like this when are you going to draw the line and say no more no more devil you won't steal anymore from me because i am ready to receive my blessing with gladness amen All right, so declare what's already been done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. Lord, we will declare. Father, we come.